0: There was a statement that I read once that said, we must live up to who we are. What does that mean? And what if you don't know who you are? I'll be honest with you, that is a question that has haunted me for many years. It's so hard for me sometimes to relate to people that act so sure of themselves, that act so sure of who they are. But it is a question that I think if you're a Christian, you need to be asking yourself. For one, who are you? And that statement that we must live up to who we are, how does that apply? So let me summarize this in a little way if you're a Christian everyone who has ever come to Christ had a before Christ just think about that everyone it doesn't matter if you were the good kid in school or the bad kid in school it doesn't matter if you got saved early in life or if you got saved late in life Everyone has the same thing. If you are a child of God, you have one thing in common. And that thing is that you had a life that was before Christ and you had a life that was after Christ. A change happened. In fact, if you read in the scriptures, you should expect that if you came to know Christ... A change happened the day that you received Christ. Because the day that you accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and He changes you from the inside out. For some, it seems almost instant. For others, a slower pace. But no matter what, you had a life that was before Christ and one that's after Christ. And I know that once you've been saved, everyone has different paths that they take. Everyone has a different race to run. Everyone has a different time frame. So I'm going to warn you now, and this doesn't have a lot to do with today's lesson. Don't compare... Your before and after with Christ to someone else's before and after Christ. I think that is the worst thing to do is to compare. If you read through the Bible, you will read a story about different people who all met the same God but had a different race, a different timing, a different place, different job titles, uh, different bank accounts, whatever you want to say. So the worst thing you can do is compare. And then the other bad thing that you really can do is not live up to where you are. And what I mean by that is life has to do more than just enduring the race. There's scriptures that say, "Keep, you know, fight the good fight. You know, stay in the faith. We, we can hear those over and over again. What does that mean? I think for some people, they really think that that means, okay, hardships are going to come my way. God already said that in his word. Got it. Check check that list off. Okay, bad things are happening. Okay, endure the race, endure the race, endure the race. Yes, you, you have to endure the race. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean your life gets easy in fact most of the time a true christian that is just going after christ their life becomes harder and i think sometimes we get so caught up in just enduring life as if it's just this one big pain in our rear ends basically that we must endure um, just things that are against god we must endure the race when the hardships comes that that we forget that we're a new person now we are a new creation in Christ and it's not just stay where you are be in your comfort zone endure the race make sure your kids go to church make sure that they learn the bible make sure that you pray every day and do all these lists of things and keep as safe as possible um, evaluate all their friends evaluate your friends and then if you have to just have no friends isolate yourself because believe me i have been a a person that is so outgoing but i found myself self just completely isolating Because enduring the race became so hard. Because enduring the race means that you have to deal with real life. I want to read a scripture. And then I want you to really think about it. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14, he says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. And for a little while, I was like, okay, so don't be stupid. You know, if you used to have a cussing problem, quit. Um, if you were not a churchgoer when you got saved, you know, start. If you uh, really haven't picked up your Bible, maybe you should think about doing that. I mean, yeah, we could say, okay, we're not living in ignorance. What does that really mean? Dig deeper with me. When we lived in ignorance, we lived a life that thought that being a good person was this set of rules. And a lot of us live in ignorance because we accepted Christ. We accepted the salvation that he freely gave when he sent his son on the cross to die for us and we were happy about that because we knew we were saved and we knew we were going to heaven but some of us are ignorant and if you're like not me not me Melissa i'm i'm not one of those people we praise the lord here we live our standards do you really are you really are you really living for the person that God created you to be, are you living in ignorance? And if you say, well, how do I know? For one, living in ignorance can look like this. You can feel this massive tug on your heart that God wants more from you. But that might mean that you have to leave a job That you have built your reputation around. Or that you may have to sell your house. That you slaved and worked so hard to get. Living in ignorance means that you think you can accept the word of God. But then walk out the door and look nothing like him. Ignorance. Is when you. Have the tools in front of you. With that holy bible. And you know what God expects. But because. You have. Don't get me wrong. If we do wrong things. And things like that. It's going to happen. we nobody. You're, there's no way. You can try to live the most perfect life ever, and I promise you that you will sin in it. And that is what is so wonderful about God's gift with His Son and salvation. But where we become ignorant is where we think that that's where it stops for us. We did it, we got saved. We rejoice. Our family rejoices. We're happy, but we're not really going to give anything up. That's ignorance. Remember earlier I said you had a before Christ and an after Christ? After you met Christ, this feeling comes on you, and I know it so well. And I've worked with youth groups for years, and I loved seeing when they found Christ. It was an amazing experience. Their attendance soared. They were bringing their friends. They praised and worshipped differently. They prayed differently. But then, a year or so later, sometimes less than that, it's almost like it never happened. And the kid that was there before Christ started looking like the kid that was after Christ. There was no difference. That's the ignorance. And when he's saying in First Peter here, don't conform to the evil desires you had when you lived. Evil desires don't always mean that you're out looking at pornography or that you're out partying every day. Maybe you've really cleaned up your act, but ignorance can also be that you just live your life to endure the race and get through it. You do your biblical duties as outlined by the church or outlined how you think it should go, but you never really fall in love with the Father To the point that you really will. Not just think about. We can think all day. You know I think I could give that up for God. I think. I think. I think. I'm talking about. Where God consumes you so much. That if someone were to look at you. I don't even care if you lived a great grand old life. But someone would look at you and be like, you are not the same. Not because you told them you went to church. Not because all of a sudden uh, you stopped cussing when you used to cuss. Like I said, or I'm talking about they see a whole new you. Because when you accepted Christ, that was the intention. That you no longer lived in ignorance. that you also gave up your right to be comfortable because that's also living in ignorance. To think that we can still live the same life we always had, be comfortable, and I'm not saying he's going to tell everybody to sell your house and sell all your possessions like he did Abraham or, or anything else. I'm not saying that. Everyone has a different role in the kingdom of God. But I do believe that there are so many people who ignore because of their own ignorance. And a lot of times, I think it is deliberate ignorance. We deliberately ignore what we know to be true in Christ. We deliberately ignore the gifts that God put in us. We deliberately ignore the people that God told us to minister to. Because you do not have to go to ministry school to minister. That There's nowhere in the Bible that says that. But we do it because that's where we're comfortable. But God's saying, don't be ignorant like you were back then. You're not the same. You're not the same at all. He never intended to save your soul and come into your heart and dwell in there so that you could just live the same life or so that you could just be so comfortable in your salvation that you never did anything crazy for God. We must live up to who we are. And if you're a Christian, you're not like the world. And it's time for us to stand up and live up to who we really are, even if it hurts a little bit.